Good afternoon. It's Jeremy with the Tree Farm Podcast, uh, located here in Central Kentucky. Uh, we grow on Christmas trees, landscape trees, and we grow a handful of wildlife uh, trees as well. Um, what we've been doing this past month, uh, a lot of the same thing this past month, uh, <clears throat> getting everything ready for planting. Um, I had uh, spread compost manure over some of the fields that we'll be uh, planting next year, not this year, but we'll be planting those next year. Uh, this year we'll grow probably like rye or something on it just for to get a little advantage there, um, mainly for erosion because we turn the soil over, just keep something living in it until we're ready to plant it. Try not to lose much of that topsoil because we just don't have a lot of it to begin with. Um, seed stratification is fully underway. I know last one we had just started. Um, the fur stratification and some of the other stuff. Uh, we had to see, I had pawpaw tree come out of stratification. It was one of the first things that we put in stratification the pawpaw trees do not i mean i'm remembering it this way this may not be 100 percent true but i'm pretty sure uh, we don't freeze the pawpaw seeds like a lot of seeds you can keep in the freezer like the fur you know you can freeze it and it, it doesn't hurt it but uh the pawpaw tree it's got to be fresh right you can refrigerate it but you don't really freeze it and i think that's true for the persimmon as well uh but definitely, I think, true for the pawpaw tree. So it's the first thing that goes in the refrigerator, and it's stratified. We don't grow a lot of it, and it is planted in our seed starter mix there. The persimmons will be coming next. Again, don't grow a lot of it. And then uh, we have our first batch of the chestnut, the hybrid chestnut. Uh, coming out that's actually getting planted uh, tomorrow it'll get put into the starter pots uh, tree pots um, I picked up a load of pine bark fines today and I had some bales of pro mix already but I went ahead and grabbed a few more bales of pro mix we've talked about it in the past uh, seed starting uh, depending on the seeds, like if it's vegetables um, or flowers, I would just do a seed starting mix, just a, a pro mix, which is peat vermiculite. Uh, that'd probably be, be all you need. And I mean, I really, I know that's all you need. Uh, all of our uh, seed starting jiffy pellets, that's pretty much all it is, is, is peat moss and uh and the netting around it just to start the seed. Um, but for our trees that are the chestnuts, well, you know what? The chestnuts may be the only tree that we do this. Everything else, we use a potting mix, and it's pine bark fines and peat moss and vermiculite with pro mix, right? So I get the pro mix mx which is the mycorrhizal antifungal pro mix that's it's actually neutral ph which i 
could special order the low pH stuff, but I just use a uh, sulfur-based uh, fertilizer, which helps regulate the pH down into the sixes. So we're, we're pretty good there. Um, and if I forget, I, it will be obvious because if you start or transplant these fir trees into neutral pH medium, uh, they'll be lime green, which is not not great for them. I don't know that it slows anything down. Uh, once we start fertilizing it, it still kind of evens out. Um, but that is, that is what it does. Uh, so we've got um, a hybrid chestnut that we grow. Uh, I've got about 300 of those that we will plant this year. Uh, those pretty pretty quick turnaround on those. They grow relatively fast compared to a an evergreen tree. Uh, but that's what we're that's what I'm potting up this this coming week, and we use the tree band pot for that. Uh, experimenting with a little bit larger pot, and we are going to make our own. Try to make our own uh, fabric pots, uh, small tree band size fabric pot. I, I really like the results that you get from a fabric grow bag. Uh, the roots kind of air prune or I don't necessarily think they air prune. I think they kind of just get into the fabric and they get stuck and it stops growing and it sends out different roots where if it's in a, a pot, it won't actually get stuck. It'll just circle, right? If you're just in a regular round pot. Anyway, just, just trying some different things when it comes to pots and stuff. You know, pots are expensive. Um, if you can, if, if it's possible to make my own small grow bags for starting trees, then I'll do it because I can make it myself, use them for four or five years, and then make them, you know, reuse them. Um, and then even if we sell them with the with the grow bag on it, um, buying the felt or the the uh, aeration landscape fabric is much cheaper uh, in in bulk quantities than buying these plastic containers. So little, you know, do a little due diligence there and see how it goes. Uh, looking through the fields today, we've, we've been getting 50 degree, mid 50 degree weather. We even had a, a 70 degree day and a couple 60 degree days. Grass is starting to grow a little bit. Um, we, like I said, I'm getting the field ready. The field that is the year, the planting will begin next week. We have the first 25% of our trees will get delivered next week. Um, this is a mixture of Nordman and Turkish. I believe it's is what we got coming first. Uh, they'll, they'll go in. Um, we will spray that once we get those planted. I, I'm not sure when the second ones are coming. I think they're coming the last part of March, first part of April. But as I get these planted, I'll probably go ahead and spray Sometime in the next two weeks, we'll do the pre-emergent spray after we plant these. And I'm kind of holding off on the glyphosate. Last year around this time, next week, I had sprayed glyphosate, but I haven't had a whole lot of growth yet to warrant that. So I'm going to kind of hold off until things are really starting to grow so that I get the most impact and we do a split application so i do you know whenever i spray it i spray it and i wait seven to ten days and i spray it again 
um, trying to just time that just right before bud break on all my existing trees and then time that just right after, you know, we get the trees that are planted. Inevitably, I'll probably end up spraying some of these rows that haven't been planted yet uh, just because I'm already out there spraying. I won't, I'm not going to miss them. They'll just get double treated later. Um, we will... We will also plant about 120 canane as replacement trees from winter loss or drought stress to winter loss. It's kind of a double whammy. Drought stress trees that didn't make it through winter or they're looking really, really rough right now. I'll probably go ahead and replace those with got 120 um, greenhouse pot cananes I'm going to put in there. Uh, we'll add, we're going to add 100 blue spruce to our spruce area. Well, we have a spruce area, but I also do usually on the end of the fields, I do one row or two rows. That's, that's a spruce, which I know that's going to come back and bite me as well. I really just need to clear out of one area that's just dedicated to spruce otherwise it's going to be a nightmare but as it is right now i've got one area that is spruce but i am going to fill it up be within the next two years i'm not going to have anywhere to put years five six seven eight and nine in there uh i'm putting about 100 in there of the colorado bruce blue spruce and we do still plant some of the meyer spruce in there again the meyer are they're slowest growers of them all, but they are like a Panzer tank. They are solid. I mean, they if I can plant them in the worst possible conditions, um, and they will still survive. I think I mentioned it last year. We had I had about a hundred last year that I planted that were greenhouse container and greenhouse container material out of like a small tree band pot like a, and it they got frost heaved right i didn't know they got frost heaved and i went out there around this time period late february early march and they were halfway out of the ground and some of them were completely spit out of the ground so i put them back in the ground and they still live i mean they still live they were a little uh slow starter but you know they put on a little bit of growth so they they lived and you know that was amazing so i, I i'm going to keep with, keep on with that experiment just in limited quantities you know we'll do in the spruce area or spruce rows in a field we're going to continue to plant like 100 colorado and 100 of these 50 or 100 of the meyer and then the other three to 700 will be some sort of fur variety right now that's a mixture of turkish nordman and canane and we're just planting a little bit of everything, right? Uh, side by side, which again could be a could be a uh, an error because the canines grow faster than the Nordmans and the Turkish as of yet. Uh, but we 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 don't really have anything that big, so it's 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 not as obvious as it maybe it is to some that listen to this to how far apart they'll be. But I will I'll have much better information in about four years when we've had canine in the ground about seven at the same time as the Turkish and Nordman will be about seven and we'll, we'll be able to see what the difference is right now. We're going on our oldest field will have been in the ground three years. So we are just now getting stuff that's hip high 
probably below your hip kind of kind of deal. Um, and that's pretty much all I got. If anybody's got anything, you know how to reach me, uh, Facebook or Instagram, Sissel Tree Farm. And we'll talk to you next time.